And joining us now is Jordan Williams, the Executive Director of the Taxpayers' Union. Good afternoon. G'day, Tim. I'm still giggling at the going viral. We're going to have to come up with another term. Yes, I think we will. Um, Lots of clicks. Let's let's put it that way. Um, So the Taxpayer Union uh, stated, of course, that it would never accept taxpayers' funding. Is it a bit embarrassing that it has sought and been granted $60,000 as part of the COVID-19 wage subsidy? Yeah, it is. Um, I never thought that I'd be in this position, um, but I don't think anyone saw that there would be a pandemic coming. Um, I mean, of course, we pride ourselves on being very independent from government, but like every not-for-profit around New Zealand, you know, we're totally reliant on, uh, on the goodwill of New Zealanders supporting us and donating to our work. Um, and the choice was between laying off some staff versus um, swallowing the principal uh, and saving jobs. Um, and we've chosen the um, uh, we've chosen the latter. I mean, it's a little bit like Amnesty International that also say that you know they don't want to take government funding. That's always been our position. But I mean, it's pretty unusual times. So, what sort of spending uh, is okay in a time like this from the government? Obviously, you you guys are all against. Uh, you're all for preserving the taxpayer. Uh, well, minimising tax, I guess, or at least avoiding wastage. What spending is okay right now? Well, actually, before the wage package was announced, we um, we actually called for significant government support. What this was back, I mean, it was a month ago now, which it's, it's, it's difficult to remember because so much has happened. But we were looking at Britain, where they basically picked up the economy and said, right, we need to press pause on jobs. We need to make sure that once this is over people have jobs to go back to. And we issued a report calling for, uh, for example, um, wage subsidies, um, more money for frontline um, health workers and police. We called for unlimited child um, uh, child uh, care for those frontline workers. We also said the government should put in every employee in New Zealand a month's government-funded uh, sick leave so you don't have the incentives of people having to go to work sick. Um, and taking that cost off and off, off employers. And look, I'll be quite upfront. Among our membership, there was a lot of people going, wow, hang on, we're supposed to stand for fiscal prudence and small government. What's going on? Well, the big reason why the taxpayers' union fights for efficient and effective government yeah. is so you've got enough money as when the rainy day comes. And what we were saying a month ago... So are you, are you going to pay back the, the money? Because you, you do support or are supported by the big end of town. So so given that you've no, got that, big no, business on your side, then, then couldn't, couldn't they have come to the party and helped you out? No, I think... I mean, 15% of our funding last year was from corporates. I'm pretty sure that that's going to be down, if not gone. Are the nine uh, employees, employees full-time? Uh, no, um, there's a, there's a, some are full-time, some are part-time. Uh, I mean, the, the thing is, is like every uh, small and medium and even large business across New Zealand, we are seeing, uh, because of this government shutdown in particular, revenues turning into a trickle. And I mean, that's, um, but that's no different to the, rest, you know, to the rest of New Zealand. And what we're saying is this is the rainy day the government, it is right for the government to be supporting and compensating organisations um, because of this government-mandated lockdown. I mean, no one would have seen this coming. I mean, so this the, there, are, extraordinary there time. are just over 3.8 million taxpayers in New Zealand. Um, it works out on average that every taxpayer in New Zealand has given the taxpayers' union $61.11 uh, each. I think it's $0.61. Cents. 
Just going back to your point, look, the, our opponents like to say, you know, they're funded by the big end of town, 15% of our revenue is, is corporate. The vast majority of our funding uh, comes from um, New Zealanders going to our website, supporting our work. I mean, our largest donor uh, in five of our six years hasn't been a rich lister. Um, we've got no donor that covers more than 10%. I mean, our largest donor's always been less than 10% of our income. But, I mean, that's, that's specific to us, and I think that's fair. I should have to answer these questions because it is very unusual. I mean, I just... You'd be furious with yourself. I would never have thought the taxpayers' union would take, some, would take taxpayer support. But yeah, you, you'd, be getting, is, you'd be getting stuck into yourself. Uh, you'd be absolutely livid with well, yourself. I, I was curious. But, that but, on your there website... Yeah. No, no, there is, a, there is a distinction. I mean, we have... And this is why, why I'm here, and there is the irony... Uh, that there is a distinction targeted corporate welfare where the government picks winners where, for example, you know, rich listers like Peter Jackson uh, uh, take, and uh, he is New Zealand's largest beneficiary, and we say, well, no, that, that isn't right. We all work hard. We all pay our taxes. Politicians shouldn't be picking and choosing. This is something quite different. Okay, the, on your website. The government saying everyone must go home. Stay home. I hear what you're saying. Uh, I hear what you're saying. I, I, we, we've got to keep moving. On your website, you say that after a brief deliberation, you decided to accept the money. Why was it a brief deliberation and not a, a lengthy deliberation? Uh, well, because the, the simple fact is, I had quite a strong view on this, our ethical obligations to our staff trump sort of some sort of libertarian um, uh, purity. I mean, the, the thing is, you can die in your ditch on principles and politics, but... At the end of the day, how is that fair to our uh, to our staff um, that you know aren't haven't been in the public and media like me saying we won't take taxpayer money? So moving on, we've got the um, the Auckland Council and Wellington Council, especially the Wellington Council, looks like quite a big rates rise. What's what's your take on, on councils and their responsibilities in, in the COVID nineteen disaster? Because they they do have the responsibility to keep investing in infrastructure and keeping uh, towns moving and and providing the services. If Phil Goff's going to go ahead with a 3.5% rate increase. What's your take on that, Jordan? Well, I mean, we've, um, we're doing a rates dashboard where we're looking at every council around the country. A lot of them are moving to, towards zero rates. I mean, the thing is, we, let's, um, let's make a couple of distinctions. The first thing is, is that long-term infrastructure, actually the government has said, we will take whatever is shovel-ready off your books and we will pay for it. So it's a little bit of a misnomer for councils to say we need to keep investing in infrastructure so we need rates um, to go up. But I look at it this way. The last 30 years, rates around New Zealand have gone up by more than three times the level of inflation. In fact, in the CPI calculations, the biggest determinant of inflation over the last decade has been increases in rates. All we're saying is, just this once, Councils should look at themselves in the mirror and rather than put three, four, five, six percent on to householders, many of which are losing jobs and struggling, they should find those efficiencies themselves. And I do want to take on um, one of the messages that, that, that mayors like Phil Goff have been saying, which is, well, we need economic development. The councils are the worst uh, uh, form for economic stimulus. And that's because rates don't depend on the ratepayer's ability to pay. Unlike central government, where most of its revenue, based on income and profits and spending, it's based on the taxpayer's ability to pay. 
Council saying we're going to take, we're going to spend more to stimulate the economy. It's a false economy yeah. because every dollar they're taking is out of that community, and particularly for people. Okay, well, that's, lost speaking job. speaking of dollars, um, so it was revealed a couple of years ago that over five percent of all official information requests to Auckland Council were by the taxpayers' union at a cost to ratepayers of almost forty grand for the first half of twenty seventeen. So, have you dialed back the OIA requests that actually cost? A significant amount of money. Well, a couple of things. One, we reject we reject that figure. But I mean, we are New Zealand's largest ratepayer group. I mean, our Auckland branch, the Auckland Ratepayers Alliance, has about twenty thousand members. You know, we dwarf every other organisation. I mean, I'm proud of the fact that our team that works hard to uncover every day uh, where taxpayer and ratepayer money is going. That they're asking those questions. And one of the most satisfying things we get is stories from from bureaucrats and um, friends that, that work in and around government around Wellington where they say, oh, we, we thought about doing this, but then if we thought if the taxpayers' union found that out, um, we'd be on the front page of the job. Nothing gives us more satisfaction than that. But, I mean, we, we do ask the questions, and actually, Auckland right. Council... Jordan, we, we, have, we have to keep moving. It's a busy show, but we appreciate your time. Happy Easter to you.